Today, we're going to talk about food. <laughs> While I know many people have a love-hate relationship with food, I have always believed that the way to uncover the soul of a place is to take a deep dive into local food. So let's do that today. Come along. Let's talk about food and culture. Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories. This is a podcast by Susan Lanier Graham from wanderwithwonder.com. I've spent the past couple of decades wandering, both around the world and across the street, looking for what I like to call wow moments. During that time, I've had some incredible experiences and connected with so many amazing people. I want to share some of those moments with you in my favorite wander stories. So come along with me and let's wander. You can always find more episodes and great stories online at wanderwithwonder.com. Find all the episodes of Wander Stories on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Food was always a part of my life. I spent the first 13 years of my life in Virginia, so Southern cooking is in my blood. And family times were always about food celebrations. Fried chicken, chocolate pie, Friday night fish fries at the family farm. I, this was such a part of my life. And at my grandmother's house, Lola's house, I don't think I can remember a weekend when the pressure cooker wasn't going. And summers, the definition of summer for me is smelling my mom's grape jelly as she cooked it, prepared it, and jarred it. So food was a big part of that. And when we moved to Colorado when I was just 13, that was when I really started discovering there were a lot of different kinds of food and really began expanding how I experience food. But it always goes back to that family time. As Anthony Bourdain said, you learn a lot about someone when you share a meal together. And over the years, I found that is so true. After I got married, my husband joined the Air Force. We moved to Germany. We discovered very quickly there that life revolved around food in these little tiny communities. And it was a social event. You didn't go and eat quickly and leave. You went, you talked, you spent time. It was an event, which is the way it is in most places in Europe. And we, we uh, quickly discovered, I spoke German, my husband did not, and he would order whatever he couldn't understand on the menu. Sometimes I would say, are you sure you want that? But we did discover really unique flavors by just going in and ordering. And we still tend to do that today. We shared our love of food with our son. And he is a chef today. He began his career as a chef, spent about 10 years in the Army, and then went back to being a chef. He says his obsession with food is all my fault. <laughs> we took him to New Orleans the year that he was six years old. And he said that the food there made him fall in love with food. 
it opened his eyes to the amazing flavors. I remember that trip. He ate so much gumbo and jambalaya, which was unusual for a six-year-old boy. In the years since then, I have had pretty amazing food around the world. And let me share a few of those wow moments with you. So we'll go back to Louisiana. That trip, oh, that trip was when I discovered beignets. To say that this is deep fried bread is an understatement. You know, so papillas are deep fried bread. Donuts are deep fried bread. Beignets, sort of between a soap papilla and a donut covered in powdered sugar, but they don't make them anywhere in the world like they do in Louisiana. So that, that trip to New Orleans was filled with great food, and I have gone back several times since to Louisiana, and I love the unique blend of Cajun and Creole that defines Louisiana cooking. Cajun flavors, you have the Holy Trinity, onion, celery, bell pepper, and then they, you know, add in garlic, paprika, thyme, parsley. And then there's the Creole cooking, much more down home. Uh, The ruse, their bases are made with butter and flour. They'll add tomatoes into their gumbos and jambalayas, amazing sauces. So you add in crawfish, Grits, shrimp, amazing. And don't forget the boudin. So boudin, if you have never heard of boudin, if you've never been to Louisiana, you really have to check out boudin. So don't ask too many questions about what's in it. Um, (laughs) Most of it is pork, um, although it can be shrimp, crawfish, alligator. Uh, mixed with liver, rice, onions, parsley, salt, pepper, red pepper, garlic. And then it is either served sausage style in a casing and boiled or put into a ball and deep fried. Louisiana, especially Southwest Louisiana, so loves their boudin. They even have the Southwest, Southwest Louisiana boudin trail. So this runs from about the Texas border east to about Lake Charles. You can get a self-guided driving tour map and make all the stops along the Boudin Trail. And I really recommend it. Amazing flavors. And, of course, one of my all-time favorites, still shrimp and grits. But I do love good crawfish. So thinking about crawfish, Louisiana food... It's interesting, especially in as you travel the United States, sometimes you get really interesting combinations of food because we are much more transient than some places. One of my funniest is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I had fried crawfish rolls at a sushi place. Okay, this is real, absolutely phenomenal food. So... The place is called uh, Foster's. Yes, it's a sushi restaurant called Foster's, no idea why, in Roanoke, Texas. So I had a friend here, and he and his wife, both both born and raised in Louisiana, you know, raised on crawfish. He is a crawfish expert. He told me that this place, Foster's, served the best fried crawfish he had ever eaten. So, of course, I had to go check this out. 
Sure enough, the crunch time has lightly battered deep-fried crawfish with crab meat, avocado, and cream cheese wrapped in soy paper, and then it has an eel sauce and a spicy mayo over top. Oh, my God. It is really and truly the best fried crawfish I have ever eaten. Other meals, again, it really, really takes you to the soul of the place. One of the things that stands out for me when I think about dishes was the meal I ate with my sister at Joel Robichon's restaurant inside the Hotel Metropole in Monaco. So this was quite the meal. You know, Michelin-starred restaurant, multi-course meal that spanned several hours. But my favorite part (laughs) were Chef Robichon's mashed potatoes. So there are many people, myself included, who consider his mashed potatoes the best mashed potatoes in the world. His secret? Lots of European butter and fresh cream that you can't get anywhere else in the world like that. So since that time, I now uh, measure all mashed potatoes by how close they come to being like Joel Robichon's mashed potatoes. (laughs) Over the years, the the last 25 years that I have been writing uh, about travel and food and and traveling the world to experience great food, I've had the privilege of dining at amazing restaurants, many Michelin-starred restaurants, five-star establishments, and they are an experience. It is phenomenal to dine like that. But to get a real cultural experience, sometimes I find the simplest food is the best. When I'm in Europe, again, like I said, the butter, the cream, it's all really good. And the same thing, the bread, the cheese. For me, the best meal in Europe, what I look forward to every time is fresh bread one of those amazing cheeses. I actually wrote an entire article. You can go to wanderwithwonder.com, and if you search for French cheese, you will find it. I wrote an entire article about all of the cheeses I tried during a visit to Burgundy. I was um, on a canal cruise, and we had cheese with every meal, and it was amazing, and I wrote about every single cheese. (laughs) And the bread... Oh, cheese and bread, Europe. However, that's not the only place that I love bread. Sourdough. Sourdough bread in San Francisco. Nothing captures the essence of the coast better than sourdough bread and clam chowder in San Francisco. And I would say another favorite, thinking of bread, is uh, the croissants in France. Particularly, I stayed at the Chateau de la Moussardier in Saint-Tropez, on a hillside overlooking Saint-Tropez. They had the most amazing croissants. Sometimes I'm surprised by what stands out for me. I mean, even a decade later, I crave the juicy steamed dumplings I ate in Taipei. I found some here in the 
Dallas-Fort Worth area in Irving at Fortune House. They are pretty close. But, oh, those steamed dumplings. That's worth a trip back to Taipei (laughs) just for those steamed dumplings. There was another time I was driving along the Oregon coast with my sister, and we stopped in at this little place, Gracie's Sea Hags, Sea Hag in Depot Bay. Gracie's Sea Hag, Depot Bay. Tiny little place. It was a cold, blustery day. Delicious chowder. And then salmon. Salmon in Oregon is phenomenal. Um, All along the Pacific Northwest coast. Delicious salmon. So I was a little surprised when my sister suggested that I order the fried salmon with chips. So french fries and fried salmon. Oh, wow. Way better than cod or halibut. And then I think about Oh, what else? Are there other great flavors? Again, simple flavors. (laughs) One memorable dish I had was, in all places, Las Vegas. My husband and I were at Wolfgang Puck Spago in Las Vegas. The executive chef at the time was Chef Eric Klein. He brought each course out to the table himself and talked about it. (sighs) My favorite, the homemade ricotta gnocchi. Oh, these little, soft, delectable pillows of goodness in a butter sauce with shaved black truffles. Never again have I ever tasted such amazing gnocchi. So I was on the lookout for great gnocchi in Italy. Uh, I, I actually did not find any gnocchi that could compare, but I did have the best pizza of my life. There was pretty good pizza at a little spot that my sister and I found in Lake Como. But even better, I stayed at Montestigliano, beautiful estate in Tuscany. The local farmers gathered one evening for a feast and cooked us fresh pizza in their pizza kitchens. Oh, that was simple, good, thin little pizza. It was the best pizza. And then we went to Montestigliano's sister property, Palazzo Donati, in the Le Marquet region of Italy. And there, a little lady who was the village's champion pasta maker, I mean, this is a thing in Italy, people, uh, she made fresh pasta for us. And that was phenomenal. So let's take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about desserts, everyone's favorite. So let's get right back into food and talk about desserts. I can hear everyone going, ooh, yum. Now, I'm not a huge fan of sweets, but I do have a few weak spots. One of those is chocolate pie. So a few years ago, uh, while visiting my son, who was stationed with the Army in Missouri at the time, we stopped by this tiny little pie shop called A Slice of Pie in Rolla, Missouri. Now, it had been run by the same couple for 30 years at the time that we were there. Since then, in, in late December 2018, they opened in 2019, a new couple purchased it. But I have been assured that they make the same pies and it tastes exactly the same. I was 
horrified last year in May when I heard that there was a fire at a slice of pie and they did have to close for a while, but they are back open now. They've renovated and serving up the best pies. We had a group of us there and the table was full of pies. Everything from apple and cherry and and all different berry pies, whatever is in season, to chocolate cream and coconut cream and banana cream. They have a chocolate chess. My grandmother used to make chocolate chess pie. And I had such, oh, it was like memories of my grandmother as I ate. So if you're driving on I-44 through Missouri, stop off in Rolla at a slice of pie. You have to have a slice of pie at a slice of pie or a whole pie. Definitely that Midwest American culture, a great food, really, really good experience. So another favorite for dessert, and this is completely different, is at Cousteau French Bakery in Healdsburg, California. So in the heart of wine country in Sonoma, stop in to Cousteau. It opened in 1923. It's still serving great pastries, breads. Their pastry counter is beautiful. But for me, I recommend the princess cake. It is delightful. So this is a traditional European cake, uh, specifically Swedish. It has layers of white sponge cake in between, raspberry jam, pastry cream, and it's all covered in this beautiful green marzipan. It is delicious. Wherever I travel, I look for these foods, whether it's sweet or savory, that really get help me get a feel for the local culture. Oh, things that come to mind. Tableside guacamole at Gabriel's Restaurant in Santa Fe. I've had tableside guacamole other places, but Gabriel's in Santa Fe, best guacamole in the world. Barbecue ribs in Kansas City or barbecue brisket in Texas. My favorite place in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for brisket is at Hard Eight. Head to the island of Nevis in the Caribbean. Sweet spiny lobster. Absolutely mouthwatering, delectable. This lobster is everywhere, cooked in a variety of ways. Go to Cabo and get fresh ceviche. Or I was in Cancun and, oh, just every place had their own different ceviche. And I've had really good ceviche in both Cancun and Cabo. Delicious. And there is nothing like fresh fish coming fresh off those boats every morning. And they make that ceviche in the afternoon. Oh. Or elk. If you, oh, the elk and the bison that you can get in Alberta, Canada. The Fairmont Banff served the most amazing elk I have ever had. Fabulous, fabulous elk. Or really casual, head to the beach anywhere in Baja fish tacos. There are just so many suggestions that I could make for great food. 
I suggest you go to Wander with Wonder, wanderwithwonder.com. And in our eat and drink section, there are so many great restaurants around the world that we talk about. And I really have to quote Anthony Bourdain again, who said, good food and good eating are about risk. So I want you to take a risk. Try something new this week. Experiment. Make sure you talk to the people around you when you go in some small restaurant. Skip the name brands this week. Don't go to a chain. Go to that tiny little cafe that you've always thought looked like a hole in the wall. Or if you're traveling, go to where the locals go. Really talk to the people. Taste with your senses. Slow down. Savor the flavors. And I promise you, you will discover the soul of the place. So go out this week, wander with wonder, whether it's around the world or across the street, and be sure and give us some feedback. Listen for more wander stories.